0: I'm Kristen Birdwell, and this is Sex, Drugs, and Soul. I am coming at y'all from Texture Texarkana, Texas. I'm at my grandma's house, and it's been a really heartwarming time. We just started writing down her memories. Um, I've learned a lot of things, too. I've, I've shed some tears, <laughs> and... Some of those may come up on this next podcast because it has to do with mental health and mental health treatment. And my guest Tamina, she's actually in my book. Um, I asked her before I published if she wanted me to change her name and she was totally fine with it being um, in there as her name. (laughs) So, but she's an award winning, award winning filmmaker an amazing spirit and soul, um, beautiful human inside and out. And I'm so grateful for her friendship. We met in 2013 or 2014 for this lifetime. We say we've known each other for several lifetimes and we have an upcoming trip that's really cool. And so we're going to get into all that, but I just wanted to share a little sentiment for her and uh, tell you a little bit about her, but she's an award-winning filmmaker, um, actress, director, writer, She's a multi-talented woman, um, and she's very passionate with the warmest heart, and I can't wait to have this conversation. We're going to dive into, I believe, psychedelics and the transformative healing powers. For me, it's like, there, I know there's been studies, but it's like that experiential. So I believe that the impacts and transformation that these substances are having on human lives is really important, and it's really important to share those stories. Okay, so as you were saying that we take for granted. Yeah,
1: grandparents. And I think it's so cool that you can do that. You know, I don't think everybody can because not everybody gets to have their grandparents around when they're
0: adults. Oh, yeah. For that long? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna uh, gonna try to do
1: that with my grandma too
0: when I go back. I'm her namesake. So I, uh, just want, I don't know. I just, really? yeah, yeah. I'm named after her. So oh, we've always had like a little special connection and, um, oh, my yeah. And, and bonded to the moment. What now?
1: Is she a Nell? Kristen Nell too? Or Not just she's Dorothy Kristen? Nell.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Dorothy Nell. That's yeah. so cool.
0: Yeah, um, but and so when my parents were gonna name me, uh my dad was like, Well it's either gonna be Dorothy or it's gonna be Nell And so my mom's like, Let's do Nell somewhere. <laughs> Nell. No, it's not Dorothy <laughs> you <imagine>? oh. <laughs> I'd be so red. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would be yeah. well. so <laughs> take me away speaking of flying away oh, on adventures <laughs>
1: well, uh, you know, that would be like a pen name you could actually use like Dorothy Birdwell <laughs> I don't yeah. think I believe that it's a real name maybe so
0: I magical. could write maybe I could write uh, spicy yeah. novels <laughs> under an... <laughs> Dorothy Birdwell no, <Herdwell. laughs> yeah. no I mean, I'm thinking yeah when I think of Dorothy, I think of obviously like Wizard of Oz and like kind of how trippy that movie was for me. And so I was like, what a good little segue to start talking about psychedelics with you. (laughs) I know,
1: I know. Gosh, I think as you get older and you watch these things like Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, you kind of realize how trippy they are.
0: Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what magical land are I going to? And then you yeah. know, like, oh, by tornado. <laughs> no. Yeah. Tornado. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. goodness. That scared That's me like a, a legit thing that happened <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to go. There's, there's no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe in some Honestly, way. Honestly, that
1: sounds like a good, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a good book to write, like about a kid that is scared of tornadoes and then but they think of it as like they think that the same thing is going to happen to them like Wizard of Oz that's a really cool cool. have you seen Pan's Labyrinth no Guillermo del Toro's
0: Mm -mm. so
1: it's kind of like that very realistic and it's set during times of war but it's also super psychedelic and super like this girl she just lives in this fantasy world it's really cool you should see it
0: yeah I'll watch it no, that's a cool yeah, idea. Like cool. you sparked a little curiosity or, or lightning bolt there. Because now I'm like yeah. going off, and I'm like, oh, what kind of world could I create, or what kind of um, adventure could she go on? Um, yeah, coming in and out of the storm cellar, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's like brainstorming, yeah. like kind of in the in the seat of my pants right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you know it's kind of like trippy in some ways too um yeah. like that or Alice in Wonderland and that kind of stuff too yeah. but um so I gave a little intro to you about you before we started like chatting on the podcast and Ooh. yeah just that saying you're an award-winning filmmaker and just how much you mean to me and um a little tiny tiny snippet like about how we're going to go to sedona next week and take a couple of journeys on and so i'm excited i'd love for you um to kind of share where you're at right now and i'll share where i'm at right now and maybe we can do like a before and after type of thing so
1: i would love to do that i just think that yeah it's, it's kind of amazing to see and witness just how like different you feel after going on a on a psychedelic journey a deep psychedelic journey or anything that really sparks your um sparks your imagination or just like insight and i feel like it's always such a healing journey whatever you know whenever you you make the intention to partake in a Mm -hmm. psychedelic journey it's so healing and even in times of when it gets hard like we actually Me and hank we went on a we went on a journey i think like two three weeks ago um and uh, we did magic mushrooms and it was really really um it was really look i think that's the thing is that i think most people think it's always fun and you're like having a great time
0: i was crying the
1: entire time just crying and crying and crying and i think that's but even with those journeys where it's very difficult for both of us and he was having anxiety we still come out of it feeling like we've learned something and that we feel mm-hmm. something in us. And, um, and I've never had a psychedelic journey, even when it was really difficult, I've never come out of it thinking I'm never doing this again, or like this was a waste of time or this has triggered something in me that I feel like the more, we've done it. And the more I've done it, I realize th- those things that come out are actually just things that we suppress within ourselves. These are not mm-hmm. things like they don't just cause anxiety out of nowhere. It's these things, anxieties that we have within us, but we're too afraid to bring them out. And I think that's what happened for us last time. And it was really good because I realized, oh, there's some things I'm still um, grieving. There's still, mm-hmm. there's some things that I'm still processing. So yeah, it was really cool. And I'm excited to go on that journey with you too, because I feel like, Like, neither of us really know what's going to come up.
0: And when it does, it's just so, it makes sense in a strange way. Yeah, I think that you and I um, are open to however it unfolds. It's how it needed to unfold. And we get the journey that we needed to unfold. I've had both. Like, I've had both where... I had, you know, the token journey uh, where it scared the shit out of me. I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do it again. But then it took several years to open up back wow. to the experience. I don't yeah. know if I was ready for it at the first, that time. Um, I've had mm-hmm. the dancey fun times, but I've also had the very healing waves of tears and insights and revelations. Or um, So, it's, I, yeah, I don't know what's going to unfold, but I do feel like right now in this moment in my life, I'm in such of a... And a need for it almost, and not for. And I hate to say that in some ways, because it's like I am using something outside of myself to go inward in some ways. But uh, I feel like it does open up something inside of me and give me the clarity or the reset that I need, or or the release even of like instead of keeping in some of these pent-up emotions, there's like let me (laughs) purge and clean or clear my slate or something.
1: Right. Yeah, it, honestly, I, that's such a great way of putting it because every time the next day or like the next few days after, it always feels like a reset. It feels to mm-hmm. me like I just cleanse something, like an emotional cleanse, that's something within me that was holding me back. And those resets, I think, are important or are great. To, if that works for you, they're great to have once in a while with the intention of clearing mm-hmm. something up. Of course, how, how old were you when you went on your first psychedelic journey? Oh, my first one,
0: I... Mm, uh, I was early 20s so I think okay, it was okay. but I was like at heart a heart of my blackout drinking phase so I wasn't oh, like setting okay. an intention I didn't know wow. I was just like yeah let's do the you know it was very That'd like, like careless. Yeah. the guy gave me double yeah. the dose I needed I was in a closed quarters it was like the recipe for ultimate like what not to oh, do
1: I know that sounds like a recipe for what not to do. And that's why I'm surprised you went back, but I'm glad you went back. But I feel like once you do it that way, you never to go
0: back. You know, and maybe it gives me the ability to speak to both sides of both experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think I was so like, I was like, I just want this to stop. I just want this to stop. And like, yeah. like you know, art was peeling and painting and and it looked very like yeah. like a rocky horror probably like or just like things were jarring oh, or... And I'm, yeah, so I think I ended up taking a Xanax and going to sleep just to like try to yeah. get out of it. Absolutely. But, yeah. It well, wasn't really, that that the right intention or setting. Um, but to yeah. be able to, you know, be a little bit cautionary or wary or, or like actually just hold it with reverence, you know, and treat it with respect because I feel like it is medicine and and yeah. not necessarily, you might not always get that. Yeah. Uh, fun fun ride
1: <laughs> yeah 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 totally I think like yeah what you said it's definitely medicine and I think taking medicine you'll, you're always you know there's always precautions there's always like don't mix it with that don't do this don't, and I feel like <laughs> treating
0: it the same way is the best way to go yeah, I don't know why it makes me think of this, but a friend of mine used to say, she's like, you know, sometimes when my meds say, don't drink it with grapefruit juice, like I'd take it with grapefruit juice if it's supposed to enhance. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a rare breed. <laughs> yeah, there's something
1: there. There's just something about living on that end. It is not, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But I, I think that's something to be said too about who you're with. Um. Oh, and that reminds me too, because I, I, your energy is so nourishing for me. I know that, like, we have the ability to communicate with one another. And it's just like, I just, even if we don't say anything, I just feel like yeah, we are yeah. peaceful or um, or I feel yeah. peaceful in your energy and, um, or, or that we can be not peaceful or, you know what I mean, together. Yeah. There's just like that comfort there, too. So I think that, you know, the company yeah. that you're with is important if you're not, you know, if you're not doing a solo journey. Um, I remember one time yeah. you told me about a um. I don't know if you want to speak to that experience at all about the one mm-hmm. where the the fake shaman guy or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it was so interesting because first of all, yeah, I totally agree with you, and I take I don't take it lightly when I whenever I'm going on this journey with whoever, or whatever. So for me, it's mm-hmm. very much like medicine. And I take, if I take it one on one, it's i've only really taken it with my husband and i would you know obviously with my closest friends people whose energy i trust people who i know yeah. are doing this for the right reason because there are a lot of people out there they're use misusing it just like any other i feel like um medicine is often misused so is so are these and so i absolutely agree i feel like going with you there's safety you feel safe you feel like you can be you can communicate because i think it is important like if you're feeling anxious i think it is important to maybe say it out it's not Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're going to put the burden with you but i think it is important to communicate it because in those times you um it's good to have somebody that can ground you that can make Mm -hmm. you feel like it's okay that you're safe and i feel like you and i have that um
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I've, i've definitely felt that I've definitely felt the difference when I've done so ayahuasca I was you know it's been done mm. more in a circle at the time I've done it with I feel like a group that was or a shaman that I felt like was more energetically aligned with myself and I think other participants there was one time I remember doing it and the shaman was I mean he was in it like a legit shaman in a sense that he trained and whatever mm-hmm. and he has a lot of clientele but I just remember feeling like from the moment I met him I really felt like, oh, there's something, it's something energetically just was not vibing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, that's okay. You know, maybe it's just my own mind making assumptions. I'm just going to try not to focus on that because I know if I do, it might make me feel more anxious later on. But then I just started, and it was so strange to me because like, I feel like a shaman holds so much responsibility you know you are the lead facilitator you are holding the space for these people and you're guiding them and i just remember feeling something was off when another participant another person she was she does this often and it, it felt like she's you know she needs a lot of help and she told him she was hey just so you know like two weeks ago or something i went to another shaman i was in another state and the first thing he said was basically Oh, you shouldn't have done that because now the journey might not be as good. So basically scared her mm-hmm. off right yeah. before her, she was about to partake on a big journey. He's telling her how this journey might not go well because she did that. And just started to talk bad mouthing this other shaman, which was like felt really, really strange to me. So that was kind of confirmed to me that the, the feeling mm-hmm. that I had from the beginning, that there's something off. And I definitely, I feel like, you know, it's so funny because usually ayahuasca is such a strong medicine when you drink it. Like I think, it's very rare that you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. But that night I didn't really feel much and I felt like there was a part of me that was holding back. It was like saying no, I, like I didn't feel safe going on that journey. So I wasn't really open to that journey in the same way. Everybody around me was I felt like was on that journey but I was not. It was like probably one of the few times where I definitely was just just there. I was just there. Yeah. I drank the medicine and nothing was happening, but I just felt so strange throughout the whole night and that night um we left like we we were supposed to stay the night there but we left we were sober we were totally fine Mm -hmm. but we just left because i was like i don't think i want to be in this space and this energy that he was um putting out so it's so important to be with the right energy around you and especially when it comes to the shaman and the facilitator because the kind of energy that they're going to put into it it's how you're gonna yeah how it's gonna how it's gonna
0: work dramatically impact yeah the the course of the the journey. Well, and good for you for listening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your boundaries are like, and I feel like maybe there was some kind of part of you that knew that you had to keep that awareness or that, you know, certain kind of alert consciousness or something, um, or to be more alert. Yeah. 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 When was the first time that you journeyed? Yeah.
1: First time was, I started big. I feel like it's so interesting because, you know, people (laughs) usually start small, I started, I started with ayahuasca. Like that was just, you know, like the first psychedelic I've ever done. I might've done a very small, tiny microdose of LSD, but that was so, yeah, it was so small. I feel like I never really understood like what psychedelics were. I had like nice little feelings of nature and colors. And I did it also in a setting where it was like in nature, but it wasn't like what I think it didn't really show me the potential of the medicine. And when I did ayahuasca the first time, I think I was 25 24. I was 24 about to turn 25. And I think that was actually the gift I gave myself. I was like, I'm going to do this as like my gift because I'm training my 25th birthday. And it was the, and I'm so happy actually that I started off big because I think when you start off big or when you don't know, or when you're not afraid, like if you've had bad psychedelic experiences, sometimes it holds you back cause you're afraid cause you're like really worried what's going to happen. So you put these ideas into your head. For me, I went with it with such a clear conscience. and just an acceptance of whatever is to come will come. And I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid. And it was the most beautiful journey. One of the most beautiful journeys ever. So it, it was just, yeah, it was everything. And even more than what I was told, it would be or where did you go? Change you or how it can heal you. So this was that one. I actually did a private one. I didn't do it in a group setting just because it was my first time, and I was a little bit, you know, concerned because you know, it is my my first big psychedelic journey. I went to Joshua Tree. So there's hmm. actually a Native American affiliated church, and it's actually all legal. Like it's it's nothing that you do. Um, on the side. So it was really, really cool. I felt like the facilitators. I had these two great facilitators. And what's interesting is that, and I really actually appreciated. that they did not call themselves shamans. And I really appreciated that because they weren't pretending to be anybody else. I mean, they were very learned. They were trained. They've done this for a long time. They were very supportive. I felt very safe around them. It was two guys. Uh, but they were not calling themselves shamans. They weren't pretending mm-hmm. to be something that they're not. And I had a very, very comforting, very safe journey. I felt like I was being supported. I felt like um, I was being listened to when I needed something, and it was really, really lovely. Yeah.
0: Were there any messages that, a, that you recall, or oh, so or any, many? I mean, that first, or... first time,
1: first <laughs> time. You know i went for some it's so interesting i went for something like I, I thought i needed healing in something else and the message i got and that's like funny because that's how life works was that actually the healing needed to happen someplace else mm. like the true pain and the trauma was coming from somewhere that i abandoned And it's like this understanding that sometimes we think that, oh, we think, oh, my trauma comes from this thing. And you think that, you know, you talk to your therapist about it, you're like, yeah, it's this. And then ayahuasca and other psychedelics, they have the power to tap into such an unconscious part of you that has been sleeping, you know, sleeping since whenever something happened, like maybe when you were a kid, like a little incident that you don't realize has changed the course of your life because that one little incident, when you were a little girl, it doesn't even need to be super traumatic. It's just something that really affected you has changed. your narrative. It's kind of like really, really fascinating. And because ayahuasca and some other, medicine is able to tap into that deep unconscious part of you. You're able to see the root of something that you never realized was a big thing. And Mm. from there on, all, all healing happens. Seeing where that source of that is, is kind of an incredible, incredible experience. Mm. And for me, it was seeing like in the ways that I've abandoned myself, you know, I, I went into there feeling guilt about abandoning something else in my life. And it was like guilt on me. And the message that came to me was, "You've abandoned yourself," mm. and that was so profound. And I remember I was weeping. I was weeping. It brings so tears much. to my eyes right I now. Like I know it makes me emotional thinking about it so <laughs> long ago, but I feel it like in my. it that that love that this universe, God, whatever you want to call it, it's so profound and it's as deep and as powerful as people claim it is like religion, religious folks or whatever, you know, it's spiritual, like that love, the fact that it was able to show me that I needed to love myself most and I needed to forgive myself and I needed to love the child Mm -hmm. inside of me instead of, I think in our society, because of religion and the way it divided us, it teaches us, you know, God is all punishing, God is all judgment but it's not. And, and, and the core of all religions do take that. But I think over time it's been misinterpreted and changed to, you know, for Mm -hmm. political reasons and for power, but the core of this God, this old loving universe, whatever you want to call it, it loves you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And it's your responsibility to kind of accept that love and know that you are loved and that you can be forgiven. I mean, even if you think like you're this most unloving, whatever, it's not true there is mm-hmm. i think redemption for all of us there is forgiveness for all of us it takes work to come out of it of course it's not like as easy as just being a shitty person and then expecting god to still love you but i do think like if you truly seek that path of healing you will reach it because you will feel that there's still a power that really loves you and will mm-hmm. always love you um, and that was really profound and i think that really kick-started i, I feel like i've already been a quite a spiritual person but that really, really kickstarted my journey into just going deep and, and yeah, like, like searching for, yeah, searching for answers.
0: Yeah, I feel like what came up for me—that's a beautiful, beautiful experience too. And it something resonated about the self-abandonment whenever you're speaking to it because it. Brought tears to my eyes, um, and in past uh, events, and then probably somewhere in the my current <laughs> current situation that is still like transpiring somehow. Um, and I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second, but I I think that you do gain like some clear messages. Um, I remember once on a journey, uh, kind of the same one where I felt like my dad's energy. But yeah, I came out, or I I felt like this overwhelming sense of like unconditional love. And it was just like a, um, it gave me something almost tangible in a way, even though it wasn't like something that I could touch, but like the way it felt like it it whole encompassed my being. Um, And like just the message that I remember receiving was like, it's all love, it's all love. And I think sometimes, especially for me, I can get into a pattern of like working on myself or like trying to better myself. And I think growth and personal development is great, but at the same time, it's like, I am enough just as I am. I am worthy of that unconditional love just as I am.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, By the way, your video is gone. Is that, that's totally fine. But just letting you know, I think so.
0: It may be just, um, okay. Buffering or something with the hotspot, and I don't know if I'll okay. use the video or not. Okay. Sometimes it'll blur, okay. but uh, yeah. right now you're you look great on mine. Mm-hmm. There's a little okay. bit of delay from that's, the audio, that's totally fine. but okay. I hope that the audio. Um,
1: I think that <laughs> that that's so amazing that you say that the message you got was like the love message, and I think that my gosh, like I feel like that's actually the core message of everyone that goes on those journeys. Like at the root of it, it really is the message we get that it's all love and it's all about the love and the fact that it was connected for you with your loved one, that's all just so, I don't know, it just takes us back to, you know, I think people think it's so simple and maybe it really is. Maybe it yeah. is as simple yeah.
0: as that. Yeah. That we complicate the hell out (laughs) of it. Yeah. yeah. Or try to, I know for me recently, like I'm in such a heart of a transition period right now. Like my stuff's in Austin. I'm about to go on another tour. My boyfriend's in Florida. I'm in Texas. I don't know which place I want to be in. We're committed to making it work, whatever I decide. But I've been in a depressive, you know, like a little bit of a depressive funk and like, Like I, you know, I've been like going back to the things that I know that like nourish me and like build me up and, and that, but I, I don't, that's, I lost my train of thought again on that one, (laughs) but yeah.
1: i think that that's you know i think these like changes in our lives and what you're talking about actually i think i've turned to medicine in those times too when life was the most confusing or there was a big change happening in my life like when i was starting (laughs) like when i was making a decision there's so and i and i do think that those things come to you when you most need them in a strange way i really do believe that you know they say it will find you like that's what they talk about when they talk about some of the major psychedelics and i remember feeling like well that doesn't really make sense you know like but they really do find you it's it's not like somebody's gonna walk up on you on the street and offer like a secret pathway to some secret like but it's, it's, it's as simple as being offered like an opportunity to do this on this day or somebody calling you up. or you meeting somebody who just like starts talking about it? And for me, I feel like it's, it's been the case. Like I remember the way I even connected with that was I was sitting on a plane next to a girl that I knew from my childhood, but I wasn't really like friends with or anything, but she's a cool girl. So I started talking to her about it and she told me about it. And that's, and I've heard about it in passing before, but it wasn't something it, you know, I was interested, but it wasn't until I really sat next to her for like a 12 hour flight. That I knew. Okay, I'm gonna do this. And I messaged her. I said, "Can you connect me with those people?" She connected me with those people. I truly do believe that it comes to you when we most need it. So I think for yeah. you, it makes sense that this is a time where you feel drawn to it, or you feel like it could it could help you.
0: Yeah. I mean, this uh, Sedona trip that we're going on. I I was gonna go. Like I'm gonna. I'm like something is calling me, and like <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm like I'm listening to the call. Um, and I remember what I, where I was going earlier, where it's like, sometimes I feel like I can complicate things, um, or make, you know, make my, or like get in my head or like run through the thoughts or like different pathways or scenarios or like, and that's like me trying to control where I'm going to go or where I want to end up. And so now I'm like, no, (laughs) try just let's try a little more surrender, (laughs) a little more surrender and ease. Yeah. And then like, now I noticed today, like. I'm working on selling my car and I, um, like this whole, something happened today that's been like really easeful. We ended up, you know, graduating from the same high school and like, just like all these different things I'm like, what feels the most easeful? Where where am I being led? I'm gonna allow myself mm. to be led somewhere instead of controlling it. And I think that's very important for, for some of the journeys we have all of them too is surrender. Because I have had a moment yeah. on a journey before I was like, oh. <laughs> so, you know, and then something whispered or told me from where, somewhere, I don't know, maybe me <laughs> or but it sounded like more of a masculine kind yeah. of yeah. surrender and um and then that's mm. when one time i felt like i astral projected connected with my father's energy um and like was like oh you didn't mm. abandon me you've been here this whole time that's funny now that i can wow. even think wow. that that you had done that in the first place and that's I was like crying and laughing wow. and, like, <laughs> and like reset wow yeah
1: was that a magic mushroom tri- mm-hmm. um, trip that you did mm-hmm. or was, yeah it's so powerful. Yeah. Wow. It's so incredible. It's just, yeah, it's medicine, you know, I can't, yeah, I feel like there's no other name for it. It's, you, it's interesting because you talk about that surrender. And I, one of my most powerful psychedelic experiences, it was also in ayahuasca. It was a separate time that I did it. I was having a very, very difficult time. And I was, I felt like I was so overwhelmed. I was going through a hard time in my life at that point. And I remember feeling like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I was really overwhelmed. I felt like I was giving birth to the universe. It was like this overwhelming feeling of like, why am I doing this? Why are you showing me? Like, I was like, I felt like I was taken through the world, through the jungle, and I was giving birth and I was giving birth. And every time I was throwing up, I felt like that was in some ways me like releasing energy. And I was having a really, really hard time. And I remember I was crying and throwing up and feeling overwhelmed. And at one point I just said, I'm done. I surrender, take all my pain. And I just literally screamed out in my head, take all my pain. I don't want it anymore. And it was and- the most incredible. I get chills just thinking about it. And I remember the second I called out to this power saying, take my pain. I don't want it anymore. A Japanese garden in front of me opened, just a Japanese garden with beautiful flowers blossoming. And I was sitting in front of a. I I was laying in front of a fountain, a fountain that I don't know where it was. And I felt the most, I've never felt that, like, that's when I knew this is what it must feel like to reach, like, in the afterlife or whatever it is, like, to, I felt the most blissful, peaceful, and happiest I've ever felt in my life. Mm -hmm. And that was because I, it's almost like the medicine, it pushes you to surrender. It's giving you all this, like, because you will, at some point, you can't take it anymore. And you surrender to this power that is not, that is so much greater than we realize, and it was so powerful and so beautiful and the surrender and you connected with your dad's energy and, and like the loving energy, that's, your, that's the love, right? Like your dad's mm-hmm. energy is love. And gosh, it was like, if only we under, I know it's so hard to apply that. I have tr- trouble applying, it's not easy for me to apply it on a daily basis. But I feel like if we remember those moments where surrendering felt like such a beautiful time <laughs> where we were able to connect to everything we love, Yeah, life would be so much easier. It's not easy to do that, but it would be easy.
0: Yeah, now I'm going to join you in that garden. (laughs) Because as you were speaking about the beautiful garden, like I got a full body chill on on both of my arms. And I'm like, "Mm." and like, just like, even it it just like calms my energy and grounds me a little bit, even just during this conversation. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever
0: listening to, I love. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, have you ever received it? You can go ahead. I just didn't know because of the the lag, but um, have you ever received any like creative insights or direction on what you want to do on a journey? Oh my goodness. I think that, gosh,
1: I remember I was, I was ready to ask the tough questions because at some point I was thinking, what am I doing in life? Am I doing these things for the right reasons? And I think in our industry, you know, whether it's acting, directing, or writing, sometimes you're kind of faced with this question of, am I doing this for the right reason? And I'm kind of not, because I know a lot of people around us don't. Like it's it's there's a matter of ego, there's a matter of thinking that that way they can achieve fame and money, which by the way is almost never happens because it's very incredibly <laughs> difficult. Uh, profession but i I, i've definitely started asking the hard questions i'm like i would really like to know am i doing this for the right reasons i felt like i always was i really loved this i was doing, but you know i was ready to ask the tough questions because i was ready to face it whatever it was and i remember at one point i finally asked that question and the answer that came to me it was the most kind of It signified that I was on the right path and that I needed to keep going, that I was doing this for the right reasons, because my reasons go beyond just wanting it. It it goes beyond personal. It feels like something that, that I just have to keep doing, because this is something that I felt like where I have a voice where I'm able to express, Mm -hmm. I feel certain things that are, um, I find to be, um, I find to be important to be expressed in this world, and that was an incredible message to receive because, but I keep, but I went with it with the openness of also receiving the answer of no, maybe you should move on. I was so open to that. And in some ways I was expecting that I was so surprised to get the answer of like, no, keep going. And it was something that was really, really, I think um, at that point, especially in my life, that kept me going. And what's really incredible by the way, is that after my first, after a big um, journey that I've had, that's when I started directing. That's when I finally went on the journey of starting to direct films. I've always knew I was going to do it, but I was so afraid because it's a very scary journey. It's a very, um, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of like, you know, you're already open, I think to criticism and you're already open to what people are going to say by being a writer, by being an actor, but having like going on that next journey of also directing whatever I write, that was something that was, I knew that I was scared to do. And after that I did it, I started doing it and um, after I started doing it, paths just like things started opening up, opening up for me. So I think for like creativity, mm-hmm. gosh, like there's so many blocks that are keeping us. We're yeah. we're in our own way because there's so many blocks. You know, people call it chakras. They call it cleansing the chakras. I think it's all the same thing. It's these energy pathways. It's these like blocks within us that are not allowing our, our creativity to flow, our happiness to flow. Because creativity does come when we're just fully open to the to the waves and we're open to what life has to throw at us and i think that's when i fully um really understood that and that's when i embraced it as part of the um as part of my journey
0: Mm -hmm. i'm so happy to have seen you step into that role i remember whenever we were doing our little short film i was like what if we direct it too and you were like no I was like, heard. I was like, I know we have no experience doing this at all. <laughs> but even, but sure. as you were telling your story, was, I feel yeah. like <laughs> Go ahead.
1: No, no, I was saying, yeah, that was a fun, fun time. I remember that. It was like, hell no. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But as you were telling your story, I feel like you gave me a little message or insight um, because as you were talking to, you know, saying, you know, just keep going, I, I got teary eyed and I'm like, okay, if that resonates, there's some truth in that for me, because I've been reading this uh, interesting book called existential kink. And it talks about, uh, receiving mm. truth as sensation in the body. And so it's like, oh, if I hear something or I take mm. something in and the, some emotion arises, well, maybe that's some kind of truth or something to look at for me. And for me, like whenever you said, mm-hmm. keep going, that was like, Ooh, okay. I hear you. I hear you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so, um, you know, I think for you and for us, it's so difficult, right? Like we're always kind of like, we love what we do. We keep doing it, but it's also like reality hits and you're like, <laughs> what am I doing in life? Am I even you know, like that? Those moments, they are, I think they're inevitable unless you're some egomaniac who really, you know, does think there's nothing wrong with them or never doubts there. I think that this is so nice. And I, and I truly, truly appreciate and honor all the plant medicine has done for me in that regard of like, keep going. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Trust and trust and trust this trust that you are able to. And, and I think what's more incredible is that it's not some other person telling you that it's not like yeah, yeah. Some guru or whatever your core. It's this core being inside of intuitive, this very strong and powerful thing telling you, no, keep going. Mm -hmm. So connecting with that is really helpful in our journeys.
0: Yeah. It may not happen on the timeline that like are as quick or as fast as I would want it to happen. Right. But like, or like my creative visions coming to fruition. But then when I also think about it, it's like, I'm also so happy in the process of the creating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, so, and maybe that's, that's awesome. part of the little funk right now. I haven't been actively working on like a bigger project. And so, you know, some of them like, okay, I found myself like, you know, uh, scrolling or something the other day. And, um, I'm like, no, I'm just sort of feeling, you know, kind of like, why am I tuning out instead of, instead of consuming that, like, how can I create, or maybe I just need to sit with this for a bit. I don't know. I'm, I can tell some peeps after Sedona. Cause I feel like I'm going to get some answers or clarity, um, there, yeah. or maybe I'll start working on the Dorothy wizard of Oz yeah. thing. <laughs> Do you have any, what are you working on? That's right, right
1: now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, I think. know what it's so interesting because you say that i think that like some really creative ideas actual creative ideas aside from just insights of like keep going or whatever it is Mm -hmm. i actually do think there are some creative sparks like i was it's so interesting so we've been re-watching the matrix and i think most people you know the matrix is obviously a big hit people love it it's it's very much you know a, a sensation when it came out But I I think that's something to understand is the matrix is very profound. It's incredibly profound because it questions existence. It's like getting to the truth, what it is that we're seeking. Our It's so much more. And I remember watching it and I was just like, there is no way the people who created the matrix have not gone on psychedelic journeys. And of course they have, like, they're like known (laughs) to be these big like psychedelic uh, sisters, the Wachowski sisters. And it's like, yeah, because it, it makes sense. Like they say that Alice in Wonderland was written by, um, you know, Lewis Carroll was like psychedelic induced hallucination that caused the book to be written. And I'm like, well, that makes sense because these kind of states of consciousness that you're able to reach in psychedelic, or you can do that through meditation, like people who have achieved, you know, the altered state of consciousness during meditation. But it's all oh, whatever it is, the way that you get to that spa- space, you don't get mm-hmm. to it by just... Sitting around and scrolling on Facebook, you know, it's like, or, or, a- or Instagram. It's, it's, a, it's a place you get to. It's an altered state of consciousness. It's, it comes in dreams. It comes in psychedelic. When you take psychedelics, it comes in like in deep meditation. And I think that the more, the more intentional aware of what we do, I actually have found that my creativity is a lot more, um, I'm a lot more alert. I'm a lot more alert to receiving any messages that I get in my creativity when I'm working on something. And, um, just being open to ideas, I think that's really huge when we're, you know, in our work, we really got to be open to them. Um, so I absolutely believe, I mean, I think there's a reason why, uh, people have started to microdose on those because for that reason, because it felt, mm-hmm. you know, for, I think writer's block or whatever people are experiencing, I truly do think it actually will help you
0: on that as well. Oh yeah. What kind of, are do you have a specific intention, um, going into Sedona um, or like what you, or anything that you would like to receive from it or, you yeah. know, you know,
1: I always kind of, I feel like I've always been there. There have been times where I've been very specific about what I felt like I needed to heal from or work on. Mm-hmm. I think this time around, I'm just, I'm ready to kind of continue working on myself because there's always work to be done. And I feel like the messages that I've always received were exactly what I needed at that point in my life. Like whether it was actually literally telling me to stop doing something, or it was more through hidden messages of what it, what it is that I needed to do. I think I'm ready to receive whatever comes my way. I do know that I'm at a point in my life where a lot of changes are happening. Um, it's Saturn's return. You know, I'm still in that Saturn's return phase. Oh, and I think that there's a lot of shedding happening life like letting go of things in my life that have happened my childhood and and all that and i think i'm just ready to continue shedding those because it feels man like it feels good to shed that layer off you that you've been holding back i don't think we I even realize we don't even realize we're holding back so i'm ready to accept whatever messages i receive whatever comes to me whatever entities maybe um, yeah. i get to meet um but yeah do you have an intention, like a specific intention? You think,
0: is not is necessarily generative? super specific. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting to me that we're in the same space, which I think is like symbolic in some ways too. That we are um, kind of in a similar like I'm like I'm open, <laughs> arms open, like yeah, I'm, I want I'll, I'm open, I'm ready and willing to receive. I do. I'm like speaking of entities. I'm. I'll probably say or express um something for you know to clear like negative energy or entities I, I want to have like something yeah you know just like, like some kind of protective or uh, protection. Um I don't want to yeah know, just yeah yeah anybody or any being <laughs> but right yeah um yeah so I think that that's an important element that I will go forth with.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely have you connected it's, with it's, any it's, entities? It's, it's, so I was going to say, um, <laughs> man, it's so, you know, obviously we can talk about it, but it's like when I talk to people, my look, my people in my life, I feel like are all on the same, like they're kind of like you over time. I think part of getting older is that you also start just only surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, have the same energy, have the same interests or understandings, or at least are open to it. I'm not saying like everybody mm-hmm. needs to go to psychedelics. It's more that I think people are open to ideas and like that the world maybe is not what it appears to be or that, you know, how questioning our society, questioning our, I think these are all very important things to do. And so on one of my ayahuasca experiences, it was like a really, it's probably one of the most profound moments I had and it was more profound in a sense of, um, cause a lot of what you experience is inner, right? It's a lot of healing. It's a lot of work that needs to be done. And that experience was probably the most not inner it was very outward. It was very much happening but it was also during that, um, that, um, that time. So what happened was that, so I'm having my, so this was in a group session. There this was, this was an ayahuasca, an incredible shaman was with us. He was from Peru. I was having very, very strong, um, it was three times. I believe we did it three or four times over like five days or six days. So, um, I was having, I was getting great messages. I felt like I was healing. I mean, really, really incredible things that I, journeys that I was going through, that were difficult, very difficult, but very much what I needed at the time. And I remember at one point, so I was sitting on the edge, I was sitting like closest to, the, not to the bathroom, but closest to the corridor. Cause I was like, I'm, I just want to sit out front. Cause you know, you never know if there's an emergency, I want to be able to go. And I remember sitting, so everybody's kind of seated next against the wall. Nobody sits in the middle or anything. Everybody's against the wall around the, around the room. And I remember at some point, so I'm like, I wake, you know, I'm in my waking state. I'm looking around because it's pretty dark. Like usually when you do ayahuasca, it's pretty dark out because you're really sensitive to um, to anything that is bright or you you just want to be able to focus on your own journey. And I remember at some point I like opened my eyes. I'm doing fine. I felt like I wasn't really like I think the 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 hit, like the most um, difficult and kind of the most um, uh, visual part of the journey was over. And I opened my eyes and I see that something somebody moved their seats i'm like oh somebody decided probably to sit in the middle because maybe they wanted to like get a better view maybe something was bothering them like okay cool somebody's sitting right here because there was nobody there before i'm like all right and so i'm looking around and i'm like i wonder who that is so i like looked at them again and i'm like wait a minute that's gandhi like first thing that gandhi because he had a big head a small body it's a big head and a small body i'm like that must be gandhi right because gandhi like that's the first thing that came into my head i'm like that's weird why is gandhi here <laughs> like that was just so strange and it wasn't like i i was half sleeping like it wasn't the state mm-hmm. and that's why it's so hard for people i think to understand this is that i wasn't in my state of going through my journey i was talk i was seeing it like i'm seeing you in front of me right now it wasn't mm-hmm. a question of whether i'm high what it was just i'm seeing it and i'm like okay and then I took yes. another look. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's a fucking alien. That is an alien sitting in our room as clear as every other person there. He's just sitting there. He's just watching. He was so... Kristen, it was like... It's as clear as day. I don't know how... And when people talk about it, like I've heard other people talk about it. It's like, you, you're like, okay, you were fucking high. It's like, it's not though. It's a different... Like, it's a different way of seeing something and he was just sitting there he was very observed he was very respectful but he was just observing he was sitting there and he was observing and intuitively i knew do not bother him it was that kind of like intuition i knew i could like try to touch him or whatever because you know my mind your mind goes to this like are you messing with me because immediately you're like trying anyway. to understand if this is like a messing with your brain whatever. but intuitively i knew just don't, just don't touch them. They're observing. This is like what they're, what they're here to do. They're not bothering anybody. They're, they're peaceful. They're not there. Mm -hmm. And it was like that kind of, I think that was the first time. That was the first time I truly started like, um, believing that, um, there's extra dimensional species out there, whether it's entities, whether it's aliens, whether it's whatever it is, just because they're not in our physical realm, doesn't mean they're not real it could be a completely different thing of interdimensional it's maybe your your brain is able to because you're so open and because you're you know seeing things that you're able to access that plane of consciousness that on an average day you can not but that's when i truly understood okay the the entities they might not necessarily be physical in the world that you and i see on a regular day but it doesn't mean they're not real so Mm -hmm. it's like a very i think complex way of but um, and I think the reason why I bring it out, I think it's because after actually the the our um our, our journey was over, the shaman said that he saw little elves around me that they were just like watching me. I did not see those elves, but he was saying there were plenty around me. And I'm like, what what what's amazing is that similar accounts of like seeing these species, these interdimensional um, species or like entities. How is it that we all consume this one thing and we're mm. able to see these? magical creatures you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and i wasn't even somebody who was interested in UFOs. like i wasn't like reading about them day and night or so it's a strange pattern i think that's where like i think the argument comes from what psychedelics can and cannot do it's like it just doesn't make sense that so many of us see the same symbols see the same kind of patterns like so many Mm -hmm. things i didn't even realize were a pattern until i talked about them and and i heard people saying oh yeah that's common yeah people see that i'm like wow that's that's truly um that's truly powerful, but in a way that was like entities that I think have, um, spoken to me, I do remember seeing one entity. And at the time I did not know that that was a, um, a, a thing that you, you possibly encounter and it was mm-hmm. the ju- uh, the juggler. Uh, so it's like it comes in a form so it can take on a form of somebody else. And it's like basically like this little joyous, like, tr- It's It's really interesting because I remember seeing him, and it wasn't until later that I was doing some research and I realized that's what I was seeing. He came to me. He's a jester. Sorry, he's a jester, not a juggler, jester. Mm-hmm. And he came to me in the form of somebody I knew. And he was teasing me. It was like a little teasing me. He's like, how about this? How about that? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do this? And I remember it was like, I felt at one point, I was like, you know what? Keep going. I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm going to ignore you. And I remember that's when he disappeared. And it was almost Mm -hmm. like a lesson also that he was trying to teach me is that the noise is going to be there always. It's about how you react to the noise. And that was really powerful for me.
0: Your reaction, what you put your attention on. Um and then I guess the intention for it too. Wow. Have you ever seen um or Absolutely. watched Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind? The documentary. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. connecting the with Yeah. Yeah. No, Absolutely. not the third kind. Yeah. The one that's the uh, um it's like a documentary. Uh, he might be Yeah, the video. documentary career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and connecting like, through yeah. consciousness.
1: <laughs> yep. I mean that journey set me on that like finding more information about that because I was before that I was not I was open to it but I wasn't like but but that actually that journey of having experienced that entity that's when I really started to look into it and that was it's really fascinating to me the kind of and what's amazing is right now we're going through a time where more and more actual evidence is coming through of things extraterrestrial and and I feel like ignoring it it's like guys.
0: You do know, you like,
1: do you second? realize? That- <laughs> I'm like, this know, is happening. <laughs> I, it, I think people are so afraid, or just like, are so in their own problems so they're like, yeah, we don't care, whatever. You know,
0: like, <laughs> at, at this it's point, pretty it's pretty, yeah. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I I mean I guess like that reaction is that reaction better maybe than one everyone freaking out? I don't know, but it's that reaction surprises me, I do have to say. Or maybe just on some level it's like for me, it's like "Hmm, makes makes sense. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe become another
1: planet. I mean, I think I hope that most people are. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pro- probably a hybrid of ideas that are out there and whether they're like physical or not. But I just think it's so amazing that we're living at a time when the actual governments are coming Uh, forth, like actual military people, you know, people who are symbols for, you know, facts and, and, you know, truth and whatnot. And they're coming forward and saying, Oh, actually, no, they're real. Like we've experienced that, whether it was on this realm or other, that's obviously a separate question, but I just think it's amazing that we're living through a time when this is becoming more of a, actual conversation that we're having versus like oh you're crazy you know
0: mm-hmm. so. yeah and to me it also sparks like okay what else do you know for the from the government And am like yeah. if, if you've known for That's x right. amount of years then then what else mm-hmm. and what other technologies are you aware of or or like even like remote viewing um mm-hmm. or different kind of capabilities or abilities that i feel like you know we have innately but we have a lot of noise to before we can uncover certain gifts. I've never seen an entity that right. I've felt and communicated kind of telepathically. I guess, well, I mean, like mm. up close and personal. I've seen like I did a con. Um, I did that consciousness meditation with uh, that Dr. Stephen Greer mm. kind of um, recommends or has like a program built for it, and um, I did it in Costa Rica, completely sober. I was walking with someone on the beach and we were chatting and I had done it. He didn't know that I'd done that consciousness meditation. I was like, if it's safe for you to show me, I'd love to see your presence. So we're on the beach walking and uh, he was like, I go, I'd love, really love to see a shooting star. And he goes, you know, the best way to see a shooting star, don't you? And I said, no, what? And he goes, count backwards down from 50 to, to zero. So we did. We started at 50 and then we get down, you know, we're like five four, three, two, one, something sweeps across the sky. And then we turned to one another. We were like, no way. We like explode. Like it gives me chills to this day. And, and I was like, there is no oh. way that was a shooting star.
1: It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I was like, okay. That
1: was, that was after the meditation.
0: Yeah. Like I just did like a little meditation, like, and then breathing the brain heart coherence where, you know, I felt gratitude and passion. And I was like, you know, if it's safe to show your presence, I would love to witness. <laughs> and then there have been other times like out in the, in the desert or West Texas or something where I felt a presence or being after like kind of like towards the tail end of a mushroom journey. And, um, I was like, what, what can I call you? And he's like, you, you know, Al, call me Al. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and um, and he gave me, I was like, what do I need to know? He's like, love, more love. That's what, the only thing that I could like really take away. Love, spread love, be love, wow. more love. And then the next day I was driving home and I was like, was that crazy or did that really happen? Because I had woken up in the middle of the night in this like teepee thing with a sense at first of fear a little bit, but that some, somebody, some presence was, was with me or in the TP, and my first thought, and there were two other girls in the TP too. Um, and they were still asleep. And so I was like kind of listened for a bit, but then I felt like this overwhelming, like heat sensation, especially like, like, I like a warmth. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it just, we just had like this telepathic communication and, um, the next day, I was driving, and I was like, "I need did I imagine that? Like, was I, you know, kind of doubting it a little bit? And then I'm like, give me a sign. Give yeah. me a sign. And I hit shuffle on my, um, like, Spotify playlist, and the song that came up, and it wasn't, like, a playlist I had made. It was, like, a Yacht Rock playlist. Uh, it was, like, you can call me Al.
1: <laughs> no way! What?! that is crazy to me wow <laughs> what did you do
0: i was okay, just like that wasn't i was like <sighs> it was just i was like awesome confirmation and i was like kind of an awe-inducing moment like wow. did this just happen <laughs> like really wow. <laughs> wow. like kind of like a childlike wonder in a sense yes. like huh yeah <laughs> and you can't total
1: synchronicity that you cannot like young writes about it you know in his book synchronicities this is something that you cannot like the chances of that happening with what you've experienced are just so 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 low that these things happen without a reason like there's no way to explain that's crazy to me wow yeah it's amazing
0: that you had that (laughs) yeah i'm like so (laughs) I'm like, why, why am I able to communicate? I don't know, <laughs> but maybe I will find out <laughs> or discover.
1: Maybe I'll looking out for you. Like, I was yeah. there looking out for you. Like that's, it's yeah. the entity yeah. that's your friend or whatever. Yeah. it's wow, It's amazing.
0: Yeah. It felt like a buddy, like a friend. Yeah, and I had just yeah, yeah, read yeah. a book, um, like before going out there too, about Palladians, and so I don't know if I if he was like I kind of want to say intuitively it felt Palladian-ish, but I I didn't see hmm. any I, I don't I don't know maybe that's just like my rational yeah. mind trying to assign a narrative to it so I can make it make sense, yeah. <laughs> but but some of it is defies logic and reason and it's more intuition.
1: Absolutely. Intuition. You know, you, um, I think that it's interesting. You say the old friend, it felt like an old buddy. I asked Hank at one time uh, after a journey, I said, what did that feel like? And he said, it felt like an old friend. Mm. And it was so, um, a simple way of putting it but i think like these entities these journeys we go on they're a lot more familiar than we realize and it's because we've been there before it's because this is not our first time this is not our last time and i think this old buddy and friend this comfort we feel around them it's just um yeah I, i think that's following that feeling it leads us to the places that we can only dream of you know and it's um it's truly incredible
0: I feel that way when I'm around you or whenever I first met you, I was like, there's just something that I'm like, mm, different lifetime. <laughs> That's when we met in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I've loved having this. I,
1: conversation. I don't, <laughs> I believe that. Me too. This is, I mean, I am so excited for our journey in, um, in Sedona and like everything we're going to, experience and I just feel like you and I have been put I've like see, found each other on this in this lifetime again for a reason and I do believe that we f- keep finding the people that are closest to us and um and I think you know Ramda said we're all just walking each other home and I truly do feel like you and I are we hmm. walk each other home we are walking each other home and we support each other on our walk to home
0: yeah and I feel so that way I'm too so <laughs> Mm. mm. Yeah, here's exactly. to keepin', keep so on walking. <laughs> keep on keeping on.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep on walking because this <laughs> walk is difficult. It's full of lessons. It's full of pain, but we have each <gasps> other and, um, and beauty. About, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. super excited.
0: I am too. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so grateful for you. Yeah,
1: me too.